Welcome back to the second episode of Let Me Tell You. Today's a very somber episode because the Cougs lost a very close game that could have gone either way to the Oregon Ducks. It was sad. It was lost on a last-second field goal by the freshman kicker who would miss the first field goal he attempted. So this was a sloppy game. I'm going to give you the highlights right about now. So the main takeaway for the Cougs is they need to have Max Borgie in for every single play. Without Max Borgie, the quarterback, Anthony Gordon, cannot throw the ball, cannot make an accurate throw, cannot hit an open receiver, because the defense just pressures him, and he can't do well under pressure. Which also raises the question, why is he considered a second-round draft pick in this year's draft? I don't know. Normally I'm a super big homer. I thought Gardner should have been a, the first overall pick. If you compare him to Kyler, but that's separate. I don't see Anthony Gordon making it in the NFL. I hope he does. But off to the notes. Another note. The Cougars could not stop C.J. Verdell. I mean, the man put up 300 scrimmage yards and 220 rushing yards. It brings into question also, what, what was so bad about Tracy Clay's? I mean, the other... The other, the, two, the dual coordinator strategy isn't working out. When you give up 300 yards to a running back, you need to fire every single defensive player, not player, but coach. Bring out Hunter Dale. Worked great for the Colorado game. Not so great for the Oregon game. I mean, come on. Ah, just, he had an 89-yard touchdown run. You can't let that happen. It's embarrassing. There were a lot of also, sl the sloppy play was all mostly in the second half. The first half was fine when it was 17-7. The Cougs had an opportunity to score with the fifth-year senior, Brandon Arcanado. He dropped a wide-open touchdown earlier in the second half. Then he had an interception bounce off of his hands, and it was deflected into the hands of an outstretched Ducks defender. Caught that, and then later in the later in the game, Anthony Gordon threw a pick six, which is a bad mistake. You can't make that mistake. But oh, I'm sorry, that was in the first half. They rebounded, scored, made it 17-17. Now after this dropped pass, the rest of the receivers also started playing very sloppy. I think they were they caught the sloppy fever from secondhand slop from uh. Their quarterback, Anthony Gordon, who was making horrific throws. Justin Herbert, the quarterback for the Ducks, wasn't any better. But the key was, they had established the run, and the Cougs had not established the run. So every time Borgie was out of the game, the Cougs could not run, could not pass. So the key is, the Cougs must be running Borgie in every single play. But the one of the biggest complaints I have was in the last second after the Cougs orchestrated a great comeback when they scored with one minute left. I was in the KUGR student radio booth, and I was jumping up and down. I was so excited. I mean, I could see that. I could picture the play beautifully with the job that Ty and Jack, both student play-by-play -play and color for the radio station were doing. They were fantastic. Best I've heard. They were better than some professionals. But they'd come up with a brilliant drive, orchestrated it properly, and now there's one minute left. You think, oh, this is simple. There's one minute left. You have a 
three-point lead, no, a two-point lead, there's nothing that can go wrong. It's just simple. Just play some basic prevent defense. But what did Mike Leach do? Ah, let's give up 50 plays of 40 yards each. No, he did not play basic prevent defense. You have to make, you have to only give the quarterback an option to throw it slightly downfield. You can't give up 20 yards. You can't give up, you just have to make them throw little small check down plays because that is how they run out the clock. Instead, he gave up 50 yards in 30 seconds. Instead, he could have given it up 50 yards in a minute and a half and the game would have been over. You just had to have played smarter defense. It raises the question, what is the dual defensive coordinator? Is that working out? No, that doesn't work out. If it did work out, more teams would do it. But instead, you see one defensive coordinator who is competent. Alabama isn't running dual defensive coordinators. No, if Alabama doesn't do it, then you shouldn't do it. They win all the time. And it just irks me because we are, I know you can't say this. It's irrelevant. It doesn't matter, but... Just bring it up, just to bring it up. We are 7-1 and one with a competent defense, but we don't have a competent defense. So that also has to do with the departure of Jalen Thompson. The amazing safety is now playing in the cart for the Cardinals, which is congrats on him, but he would have been a third-round draft pick if he had been able to stay his senior year, I want to say. Maybe even played into the first round because he was an all-Pac-12 defender. So talking about notable alumni who may or may not have had to have le- left their senior season. They were asked to leave during their senior season because they went to GNC, the vitamin shop, and picked up an illegal substance that wasn't even like a steroid. That's ridiculous. But let's do an alumni check right now. So we have last year's first-round draft pick, Andre Dillard of the Philadelphia Eagles, 22nd overall. He's made a couple starts now in the NFL for the Eagles. At left tackle since they're starting almost Hall of Famer, Almost a pure lock for the Hall of Fame. Left tackle was injured. He's taken over. Has not played well. Has not played bad. But it's harder to grade offensive linemen because they don't have any major stats besides giving up sacks. And he didn't give up a sack, but he his quarterback was hurried. It also is unfair to critique him because Carson Wentz isn't a very good quarterback. So anyone playing for Carson Wentz looks bad in comparison, just almost inherently. And then Gardner Minshew, who will win Rookie of the Year, like I said, should have been a first-round draft pick, but no one listens to Walker. Don't know why. I'm pretty good at this stuff. I have my own podcast because, you know, that means something. Just kidding. It doesn't. Anyone can have their own podcast. But he threw for slightly under 300 yards, three touchdowns, played fantastic. The Jags are now 4-4, four and four, so they're playing better without um, Nicholas Foles. Now we have Dion Buchanan, who's an older Coug from 2012. Played well. He played for the Cardinals. Now he's playing for the Ravens. Not doing anything outstanding, just being your standard, decent, safety, nothing to write home about, nothing to go, ma, he's playing really well. No, he's just playing as a safety for the Ravens, who are, some believe, a contender, some don't. I don't really see the Ravens as a contender because they have a trick, because they have a quarterback who can't play he can just run barely throws and then finally we have Joe Dahl who is a offensive lineman for the Tigers he just signed a dang it not the Tigers the Lions I'm sorry I've done that twice in this recording well you didn't hear the first time because I deleted it anyway 
He just signed an extension for $40 million, so good for him. Now, let's talk about Cal football. Cal football was the only undefeated team in the Pac-12 for a long time. They're not anymore. They've come back to earth like usual. Almost every year they go 3-0, and 3-3, and 4-4, 5-2. They just don't do well. They start off well, and they come back to earth a couple weeks afterwards. So the problem is their starting quarterback is injured, which is not a problem per se. That's more beneficial because they have the backup who is incompetent, but the starting quarterback is also incompetent. I do not remember the backup's name because he was a third stringer earlier. He doesn't matter at all. He's a, he's, a, he's a running back who transferred to quarterback, who converted to quarterback. All they do is run, and if you can stop the run and force the quarterback to throw, which he's very bad at. He was last year's starting quarterback. Spencer Brash is the quarterback. I'm sorry. He struggled mightily against Utah, who beat them 35-0. to And you just wonder, why, why can't Kyle get a quarterback? They just don't ever get quarterbacks besides Aaron Rodgers. And maybe Jared Goff, but Jared Goff is not. You're not proud he's an alumni because he's stinking up the NFL. But as long as you can force Spencer Brash to throw the ball, you can stop him. You can stop this quarterback. This quarterback is not like Tua Tungavailoa or even Justin Herbert. He is fully stoppable. You can be beat. So then for the Coos, what they need to do is establish the run with Borgie because the only end. That's impressive they can do it because the linebacking core for Cal is their strength. And we can establish the run, which will that will open up the passing game, and therefore it'll expose Cal's weak secondary. I've seen a couple Cal games. I haven't been impressed by their secondary. As long as you can do that, Anthony Gordon should be fine, and you'll win the game. Plus, you have a bye week to prepare for this. I will say Cougs win 35-21. Thanks for listening to episode two. Let me tell you, always remember, go Cougs.